Hello, hello, my fellow podcast people. I hope you're doing very, very well on this fine Saturday afternoon or whatever day or time of day it is for you as you are listening to this podcast. I am your host as per every single episode, <laughs> Azrin the Language Nerd or at Polyglot Azrin on YouTube and Snapchat and Facebook and Instagram and all sorts of different social media networks. Whatever you use, I'm probably on it. And um, welcome to another podcast episode. Hope you're doing very, very well. Let's start things off with the weather update as per usual. So in Calgary today, it is a cloudy day, not very windy, very calm and quite warm. I'm pretty sure the temperature, if I'm not mistaken, last I checked anyway, it was about 12, 13, 14 degrees. So we're looking at the called the high mid to high 60s in Fahrenheit, somewhere in there. Um, I seriously, on a side note, I seriously need to actually look at the exact formula for converting from Celsius to Fahrenheit because in my head, I only have like the, the general, like I know 72 is like 20-ish. Like I know that I think 36 is zero in, in, in Celsius. Like I, ha- I know that like 90s and hundreds were getting into like the 30s and 40s, things like that in, in, um, in, in Celsius. Like, but I don't really know the exact measurements. So sometimes I just kind of say, oh, it's in the high 90s or it's in the 90s, then the 50s, then the whatever in Fahrenheit. But I could actually be a little bit off. And so I definitely should do some research and figure out the exact conversions. But anyway, relatively pleasant day in Calgary. And we've had a couple of days of just stable, pretty stable weather now, which is great and fantastic. Usually, and I guess we'll find out through the podcast, in my city, I feel like, I might be wrong, I feel like we never have like one type of weather for more than two weeks. Like if it's very sunny and warm and calm, maybe we have that for two weeks max and then it changes. Or maybe if it's like really snowy and cold, same kind of concept for two weeks, it's really sunny and, or excuse me, really rainy, sorry, really snowy and cold. But then it changes two weeks later, we get like a Chinook, we get a warm wind from the mountains that warms it up for, for a little while. Like our weather's always in flux and always kind of changing. So we've had a couple days of the similar kind of weather and uh, let's see how long it sticks around. In terms of my life update, I wanna tell you something interesting about my day on Saturday. So today's Saturday, uh, this might even be the first, or yeah, I think it might be the very first Saturday podcast that I've recorded, at least in this particular podcast format. And uh, what's interesting about my Saturdays, my current Saturdays as an adult, is that Saturday mornings, and let's say even like, potentially even early afternoon, depending on the Saturday, is probably the most unproductive time that I have in the entire week. And actually Sunday mornings is probably similar. Reason being is that I wake up relatively early, maybe at, you know, I don't know, I wake up at uh, 8.30 in the morning, 9 a.m., 8 a.m., something like that. I, you know, eat, I eat breakfast, do all of that stuff. And my intention is that I'm gonna eat, have a relaxing start, and roughly by 10 o'clock, something like that, 10, 10.30, I'm going to start doing some work and going and doing the things that I have to get done. However, what actually ends up happening almost basically every single week, unless I've booked myself a meeting or something with another person where I have to be on time, usually what actually ends up happening is I'll play with my sister, like I'll talk to my mom, I'll go sit down to work, and then like I'll stand up, walk around the house, be like, hey mom, what are you doing now? Are you washing dishes? Oh, that's cool. And I'll just talk. Or if my sister's there, I'll be like, hey, let's play because my sister's for those of you who don't know she is 23 years old but she is uh, mentally disabled so she's basically like 
in terms of how her brain, how much her brain is developed, she, her brain is developed roughly to the level of a two-year-old. So she still likes to play the same toys and same games as two-year-olds. She speaks, you know, call it similarly enough to someone who's two. Her hands and feet are very small, um, etc. So, you know, I'll see her and then she'll want to play because two-year-olds like to play. I'll want to play some game and I'll be like, yeah, why not? <laughs> or with mom, I'll just talk, like, I'll just talk her ear off. Like at home with my mom, like literally with my mom, she's the one person that I just sort of talk too much with. I just kind of talk, 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 talk. With everybody else, I realize how impolite that is and that I shouldn't do that. But like at home with mom is the one place I'll be like, I'm just gonna talk and 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 talk to someone who's going to, well, listen to an extent. I know that she's not always fully listening because it's not possible to fully listen with the amount I talk at home. Um, because it's the one place I have where mom doesn't really like to talk too much anyway. She's not very more of a quiet person and not much of a, not too much of a talker anyway. So she is more of a listener. It's more of a nature. So it's one place I can just sort of talk and not worry about, ah, I'm being impolite or whatever. So a couple little fun facts about my Saturday and about my weekends. Now let's jump into today's topic. I've named, or rather at this point, I'm planning to name this podcast, the double-edged sword of pronunciation. Now, as you might go on, I might stumble onto a different podcast topic because I do, you know, for the most part, improvise these these podcast episodes. But that's what I'm intending to talk about right now. And the reason I'm calling it the double-edged sword of pronunciation is because I feel like pronunciation has two different sides to it um, that are quite interesting, at least to me, or quite fascinating. On one hand, on one edge of the sword, let's say, we have the fact that having good pronunciation or having, let's say having good pronunciation is quite valuable and quite, I, I don't know if it's important, we'll get into that in a second, but it's quite valuable and can have extremely, let's say positive effects for you. So for example, if you are learning French or Spanish or what, let's say you're learning French for, for this example, and you go to France, you travel to France, or you talk to someone who is from France. You know, if you have an impeccably good accent or a remarkably good accent, and you're able to speak extremely, at least form your words and pronounce your words and use the, the type of accent that is as close to native as possible, you know, even if you're not 100% fluent or really strong in that language, the French people you are speaking with are going to be quite impressed. And they're probably going to think of you in a much, let's say you're, they're going to think of you in higher esteem and they're going to think that you've learned the language and put the effort into a higher, to, to a larger extent than perhaps if you had a really, really bad accent. That, that's definitely a truth that happens. It's something I've noticed with good pronunciation. Myself, I'm a huge pronunciation nerd and it's one of the things that I focus a lot on when it comes to learning languages. Like I want to have in my brain, I literally tell myself, I want to have the perfect accent. I want to sound so good and pronounce things so well and have such a good accent that when I talk to someone who's native, who's native to that language, they will say, wow, you sound exactly like us or you sound like no accent or you sound like you're from this country. Like if it's a Spanish accent, you sound like you're from Peru or Mexico or Spain, or they pick a country and that, that sounds like you're from there. That's my big goal. So I've noticed the effects firsthand of having excellent pronunciation, even if I'm not necessarily excellent in other aspects of the language. I've noticed the positive effects. 
So that's one edge of the sword. And I think some people, you know, I think some people will take that edge a little bit too far. Um, what I mean by that is they will take this concept of having good pronunciation, and they'll take the advantages of it, and they will almost over-exaggerate. And they will say that, oh yeah, this is so important. You need to be focusing on this first. This is so key, this, that, the other thing. You really need to dig deep on this. And although there is truth to that, I don't think it's the most true statement of the year. And this is where we get to the other edge of the double-edged sword, right? I think that if you put an okay amount of focus on pronunciation, like you're not going to be a nerd about it, you're not going to really try and get perfect, but you want to get acceptable to a point where it's not terrible and you sound completely ugly, but it's also not like you're a native speaker, like you have an accent. And if that's all you try to do for pronunciation, and then you keep going with the language and you're okay with not having a perfect accent and having and sounding like you learned that language as a second or third or fourth or fifth language, I don't think that's a bad thing. Like I think having perfect pronunciation or excellent pronunciation, although it is valuable, it is not necessarily the most useful per se. For example, it is much more in my perspective anyway, in my experience, and you might have a different opinion and that's okay. Um, Cause I'm not everything, I've said this before many times, I think I should bring it up again. Everything I just share is just my perspectives on things. Like just my perspectives, what I think. And I want you to, everything I say, I want you to take it through your own filter, your own lens, because everyone has a different life experience. But my, with the life experience I've had, one of the observations I've noticed is that if you had, in let's say a spoken context, let's leave writing and reading out of it. Let's just focus on speaking for the time being. If in a spoken context, you have an excellent grammar knowledge and you're able to apply that knowledge and speak with good grammar, like past and present and present continuous and and you just know grammar, right? You're, you're, you, that's where you've really focused your attention. You can probably get by a heck of a lot. You can, you can navigate more situations than if you had excellent pronunciation. So in other words, if you could pronounce every single sound and letter and this and that and word and blah, 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 blah. Yes, it is important. And yes, it might lead to people viewing you positively and being wow, being impressed and, and potentially even considering you as more of an insider and this, that, the other thing. But if you have more of a grammar knowledge and you really decided to focus your attention on that one, well, now you can actually navigate more situations. Now, if you are in, I don't know, you go to a, you go to a, a bar or something, or even let's say you're in an airport and the airport official tells you, hey, take your laptop out of your backpack, right? Because you know the verb tenses of that command, of that command they gave you, take your laptop out of your backpack. It's not a question, this is the command. Because you've studied that grammar, you know that grammar, you're able to navigate through the situation. But if you're someone who had really good pronunciation, but you didn't necessarily have all of the grammatical knowledge, um, perhaps you might not have understood what, their, what the security person in the laptop, in, in the airport was telling you. And you're not able to navigate that situation as effectively. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that I'm not trying to compare necessarily grammar to pronunciation. It's just an example. What I'm trying to say is that, you know, even though having good pronunciation has value, the it, it it's not necessarily the most useful thing in my experience that you could put, you could place as the number one focus as your language studies, if that makes any sense. Now, I'm going to flip the coin one more time. One could make another argument. And I think there's truth to this argument that if you know the sounds of a language and you've really internalized them and you're able to say them and, and you, you, you hear them 
as they should be heard and you're able to pronounce them as they should be pronounced, not with your English accent or your blah, blah, blah accent, your Spanish accent, your, your Russian accent, your whatever accent, right? If you're able to really have that deep knowledge of how language sounds and how that language is supposed to sound, it's going to help you with listening comprehension. It's going to help you navigate different scenarios. When people are speaking to you, you're, you're going to more often than not understand because you're not hearing the sounds and sound being confused as to what they're saying. Cause you're like, Oh, I know all these sounds. I, I can hear what they're saying. Yes. There's words I don't know, but I can recognize what are the parts I don't know. I think some people, um, that maybe don't have that deep knowledge in their brain of, um, what the sound, what the language is supposed to sound like when they hear someone else speak. sometimes it might just sound really fast. Like, Oh, I don't have any clue what you said and they can't break it down. It's like if I hear someone speak in Russian, for instance, I don't, I'm not familiar with the sounds in Russian. I know some of them, but I'm not that familiar with them. So when I hear Russian, I can't really determine what words, like what is a word? Where does a word start and finish? Where does a sentence start and finish? What's a statement? What's this? Like very difficult to identify. But as soon as you understand the sounds, you can start to do those breakdowns. So there is the argument to be made that, okay, the value of pronunciation is not just about the public perception of you, but it's also going to affect how easy or difficult it is for you to acquire the language that you are trying to acquire. Right? So I think that's another, it's another, you know, we're looking at a double edged sword with a random dagger on the side. <laughs> that's like the random dagger on the side, the random knife on the side that, you know, definitely has some value and something to consider. Um, but you know, I just wanted to open up this conversation around pronunciation. It's a topic that, um, you know, depending on where you look, you'll see some people who are really big on it. You have some people that are completely the other way, some people who are in the middle. And I thought, um, you know, what I try to do anyway, actually, I've never really said this out loud, but it's, or maybe I have, I don't think I have. Anyway, one thing I try to do with my content is just make sure that I'm just presenting my perspective, like a very open perspective. Um, I'm not necessarily, um, the one little, I guess you could say a, a difference with me is that I don't necessarily have a financial vested interest in, in the things that I'm saying. Like for instance, if I have a pronunciation course, for example, for that you could theoretically buy from me, um, I could potentially have a bias of saying, well, no, this is how you should do it right? This is how you should learn pronunciation. This is how it should work because that might align with how I've structured my course, right? Or perhaps you can go another direction. I've structured a course because I believe this is the best way, or this is an incredibly effective way. And so the, the methodologies I talk about incorporate the things in my course. Now I should be very open. I mean, we're going on tangents now, but important ones. Um, I should be very clear. I don't really think it's, I don't really hold any, Thing against people who share advice and have a course based on their advice because what's funny is that I might even have that in the future there's a good chance of me talking about things and then me having a course or programs or lessons or something that theoretically back that up so for instance like I do pronunciation coaching for example right when I talk about Spanish and French I do offer lessons right but I guess all I'm trying to say is that and this is now going in a completely different direction but I I do wonder how, I don't know the answer to this and maybe I just haven't done the research. I do wonder how much advice there is 
that is actually unbiased advice. And actually, I'll rephrase that. Unbiased advice, but also advice advice that is given with the lens of saying, hey, this is my perspective. You need to take that perspective and you need to kind of mold it into your life. You need to mold it for you. I do wonder how much advice there is like that. A lot of what I see, and again, I, I, if I'm wrong on this, and there's a good chance I'm wrong on this, I, I don't actually know. I'm just kind of saying it. I don't consume enough content to know if I'm right or wrong. I haven't done the research to find out if I'm right or wrong. This is just from me, very quick, quickly from what I've seen. I feel like a lot of advice either biased, aka this is so funny. I was looking on a website about uh, cell phones at one point. Um, and this one website is giving advice to like these different um, like apps and stuff. It's a long story, but different things you should be using on your phone for different purposes. And I'm looking at the website and I realized the website sold those things. And it was just so funny for me to see them, this website, this cell phone website, bashing or saying negative things about um, this other concept of how you should like apps on your phone, blah, blah, blah. But totally promoting their own. It's just funny. I was like, oh, I wonder if it's biased. I have no idea. Anyway, just a random side note, but... It was interesting. Now, so there's definitely some advice, some of the advice I see online is biased. And sometimes it's not necessarily biased. They might say, oh yeah, there's my perspective, there's this perspective, there's this. They might, they might not be, they might be unbiased, but they're not necessarily giving a perspective and going, hey, we're gonna have there's gonna have to be a compromise for some people. It's gonna have to be different. Like, hmm, yeah, that's it. We'll wrap it up there. <laughs> I think my podcast has the most abrupt endings. Um, yeah, we'll wrap it up there. That last little thought I was going on is something I haven't really fully fleshed out in my brain, but it is something I've been kind of pondering from time to time. So anyway, thanks for listening. Um, we'll chat next time. Bye for now.